I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. And what is going on, y'all? Welcome back to Conspiracies, Fear, and Mysteries Podcast. And I'm your host, Ralphie. And we're going to get right to it. Some more cons- Well, today's not conspiracies. Today's mysteries. And I guess you fear. You could say some fear into this. But I wanted to do another little countdown video. It's eight totally creepy murder cases with bizarre twist. Eight creepy murder cases with bizarre twist. And of course, today's the what? The 22nd? The yeah, 22nd of 2019. Of February 2019. And I'm getting this from Narcity.com. And these are eight murder cases. And all, you know I love all the serial killer stuff and murder cases and forensics and all that stuff. I should have studied that in class. I just like reading about it, seeing documentaries about it, and now talking about it. So anyway, let's get started. For some unexplainable reason, we're all fascinated with tales of murders and serial killers. The more gruesome and weird the murders are the better. There's a reason horror movies and true crime TV series are so popular. There's always been a mix of horror and disgust when serial killers and murders are discussed in the media, but also a deep fascination in who these people are, what made them do such horrible things. Movies like Science of the Lambs, TV series like Making a Murder, and podcasts like Serial Killers have captivated us for decades now. If you're one of the only people that can, if you're one of the, those people that can't get enough of creepy murder cases, here's a list of the most bizarre ones we found that you probably have never heard of. Let's see. I'm sure I've probably heard of some of these because I'm always into this stuff, man. I mean, I'm deep into this stuff all the time. And at work, I play podcasts. They talk about this. I play a lot of videos that talk about this. Uh, you know, criminally listed and all that stuff on YouTube. So, anyway, let's go ahead. Catherine Knight, number one. Catherine Knight. This is probably the creepiest murder case on this list. And hearing it will definitely make you cringe. Catherine Knight was the first Australian woman to ever be sentenced to life in prison without parole. She stabbed her husband to death, skinned him, cooked him, and placed his body parts on the dining room table complete with name tags next to them for each of her kids. If this isn't the most bizarre twist in a murder case you've ever heard, I don't know what will be. Jesus Christ. Robert Berdella. Robert Berdella was a serial killer in Kansas during the late 80s. Let me stop right there. Do you ever think, you know, I always think, okay, I know every serial killer because I know the Bundys and the Gacy's, you know, and, and uh, you know, Son of Sam and all that stuff, you know. And I think, okay, I know, you know, we, we think we know all the serial killers, but there's always, there's like an abundance. There's, it's like a list that never ends. Robert Bordello was a serial killer in Kansas during the late 80s, dubbed the Butcher of Kansas. During this time, Robert Bordello tortured and killed six men during his spree, 
chopping their bodies into small pieces and stuffing them into dog food bags. He also kept detailed notes on the murders of each of his victims, which helped police link all six to him. He wouldn't have been caught either if it hadn't been for his seventh potential victim escaping through the second floor window. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, this lady looks horrible. She's, oh man, I'm looking at these pictures. Gertrude Baniswiski. Baniswiski. Back in the mid-60s in Indianapolis, a 16-year-old girl named Sylvia Likens was found beaten, covered in cigarette burns, murdered in Gertrude's home. Sylvia and her younger sister lived in Gertrude, lived with Gertrude while their parents traveled for work. Their father would send Gertrude money each week for room and board, but when the money arrived late, Gertrude and her seven children would perform acts of violence on Sylvia. Even the neighborhood kids as young as 10 years old were invited to watch and take part in the beatings and sadistic acts performed by Sylvia. I'm sorry, I would, I would have to kill her. But anyway, Dennis Rader. Now, this is a familiar one. It is a familiar one that you guys are probably very familiar with. He's actually one of the ones on my top serial kill list because there's so much of him that, you know, I got to put him on that list. Dennis Rader also known as the BTK killer, was active from 1974 until his arrest in 2005 in Wichita, Kansas. Raider would stalk his victims for, uh, for days before his attack, break into their homes and wait until he was ready to strike, even sometimes sleeping over there overnight in preparation. The creepiest part about him was that he appeared to be an upstanding citizen from the outside, serving in the Air Force and having a wife and two children. That was crazy. His uh, daughter actually has, I think, a documentary and uh, a book out called like uh, uh, Child of a Serial Killer or something like that. Donald Harvey. Next one, Donald Harvey, also known as the Angel of Death, worked as an orderly at Marymount Hospital in Kentucky. What is wrong with Kentucky? Kentucky, what is going on? During the 70s and 80s. He claimed to have killed 87 people by taking patients off life support or adding cyanide or arsenic into their IV drips. After he was caught, he said, he said he believed he was putting them out of their misery. Harvey was discovered when an autopsy showed cyanide in one of his victims' bodies. And they always look crazy. And I said this, whenever somebody gets blamed for something, they always look crazy. Like, if, you don't, if they don't get blamed for whatever the crime is, they just look like, ah... Oh, but when, once you blame them, you take that same picture and you look at it and you associate the horror of whatever they did with that picture and it just you, you, the, the craziness just comes out. Isaiah, what is this? Uh, Isai, I can't say, I-S-S-E-I. Isai is a known cannibal. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't say the name. Isai Sagawa. Looks uh, Asian or something. Isai is a known cannibal that, believe it or not, has lived freely in Japan for his entire life. He grew up in a wealthy family in Japan, but always obsessed over Western women. His first attempt at cannibalism was deemed attempted rape after he tried to attack a German woman living in Japan at the time. He even bit off a piece of her flesh during the attack. Later in his life, he moved to France to earn his PhD, where he befriended a woman named Renee. He shot her in the neck and ate various parts of her body over two days. He was caught trying to dispose of the rest of her body. Afterward, the French authorities deemed him legally insane and he was deported back to Japan. The Japanese authorities deemed him sane and he signed himself out of the mental institution. This guy is still out there. 
This is why there's certain places I'm not traveling to. <laughs> Dennis Nielsen. Dennis Nielsen was a serial killer that terrorized London, England, in the 70s and 80s. He would pick up young men at bars and bring them back to his home. There he'd strangle or drown them. Once his victims were dead, he would bathe and dress the bodies and keep them for weeks or even months. He would talk to them and perform sexual acts to them before burning the bodies or flushing their remains down the toilet. He must have had a big toilet. The Papine sisters. And they look really scary. These two French sisters were maids in the 1930s. The sisters were maids to a retired lawyer for six years before they murdered the mother and daughter in their home. The sisters reportedly gouged their eyes out and bludgeoned and sliced them with knives and hammers. After the police discovered the bodies, they found the sisters in bed together, naked. Oh my goodness. There are some people in the world, bro. Some people. Oh my goodness. Some people in the world are just crazy. That's the list right there, guys. That's just a real quick list of some killers we didn't know. Unfortunately, they had BTK there, and I knew BTK. I don't know why they added him there uh, when there's a lot more. And it's crazy. Before I end this, it's going to be a short podcast. The fascination that we have, <clears throat> the more bizarre, the more we want to hear about it. The more I want to hear about it, the more I want to talk about it, the more, I sure, the more I'm sure that you want to hear about it. Because for some reason... As long as it's not happening to us or somebody we, we care about, somebody in our circle, in our, our, you know, our circle of love, we're okay hearing it. We're all right hearing it. Perfectly all right. Most people are. Some people cringe at the sound and don't want to hear it, but most people are fascinated by it. It's the same thing that happens when we see an accident. We slow down to see it. Nobody speeds up to not see it. Nobody goes around the paramedics. Everybody wants to see who's on that gurney. Everybody wants to see... What happened? Did anybody die? Did a body on the floor? You know, everybody wants to see that. It's like a natural human, uh, I don't know, trait or not trait, but a natural human uh, feeling or whatever you want to call it to want to see danger. We have that fight or flight um, instinct in us. Uh, but I think there's a third one. It's it's, And I don't know what to call it, but the third one is, you know, it's, it's in between the fight or flight, and it's like we want to see it, you know, and that's, that's kind of lean towards the fight where we go towards the danger. But at the same time, if the danger was there and it was happening to us, we're going to fly. Most likely we will fly. Nobody wants to be a story that's going to be on this podcast. I'll see you in the next move.